Hi, this is Pastor Tim Crick, and you are listening to the weekly sermon podcast of Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire, a part of the ELCA, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. You can find us online at www.htelc.com. We worship on Sunday mornings at 8.30 and 11 a.m., where you are never too late and there is always room for one more. We hope you can join us sometime, and we hope you find the sermon you're about to listen to helps you to understand and experience the depths of God's love for you and the entire world. Thanks for listening. Now the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the fourth chapter, verses 35 through 41. When evening had come, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him in a great windstorm, arose and the waves beat into the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? The Gospel of the Lord. I'm going to lower this just a little bit. There we go. All right. This, how I was going to, I'm going to incorporate the children's sermon in. What do I have here? Right? It's my iPhone. I remember when I first got the iPhone, uh, it was probably about 2011 or so. I had an Android first. I had a BlackBerry before that. I remember one of the big things when iPhone came out, who can you talk to through your iPhone? Siri, right? And you can ask Siri questions, and Siri gives an answer, doesn't it? And I remember being very similar group to our Wednesday morning Bible study. I was with our Tuesday morning Bible study uh, at the last church I was at. And I don't like having things in my pockets, so I emptied out my pockets, and my phone was in there, and I set it down on the table. And uh, someone said, oh, did you get the new iPhone? Now, I should preface it. If you know me, you've heard me talk about other things before. Having Apple products, sometimes I take a little too much pride in. You know what I mean? And sometimes you just want to take things out of your pockets because, oh, then they might accidentally see what you have and just might ask you something about it. Um, so, so it comes out, and we start, you know, somebody mentions it, and uh, I don't remember how it came about, but they wanted to know, does Siri work? And so we asked Siri a question. It was like, okay, Siri, who leads the major leagues in home runs? Now it's not going to work. But immediately, Siri says, the major league leader in home runs is, I don't know who it was at the time, and you should have seen the mind blow on not try, the older people around that table, right? I mean, just, I remember this one woman, she was, wait a minute, what just, let's try that again, right? Hey, Siri, what is the temperature outside? And it just, 
you know, it's 75 degrees. Now she says, it's 81 degrees outside. I think I'd say, hey, Siri, I get mixed up. It's okay, Google, and hey, Siri, because we have an Alexa in our house. So I get the two mixed up sometimes. But it, she was just, and all of them. So we spent like the next half hour asking questions. Hey, Siri, who won Best Picture in 1965? Hey, Siri, you know what I mean? And just couldn't understand how you could just say this out loud, and this device gives you the answer. You know what I mean? I think from that experience, there were a few that oh, next time they had, in fact, I know this because they mentioned it, some people came back when they had to get a new phone, they came back with an iPhone, right? And it was just because they're so amazed by what it could do, they had to be part of it. You know what I mean? And I wonder about the purpose of this gospel story. What is the purpose behind it? Why was this story chosen to be passed on? Is it about the storms in our life? Is it about, you know, Jesus, whenever Jesus is going across a sea, he's going from one destination to another, and that's kind of a transition that's happening. And I, I'm never going to say there's one reason why this story, because there's always different layers to it. But I think it has to do with the authority we give to Jesus. What do we think is possible? And how do we want to become part of it? Because to control the wind and the rain and the sea, that was unheard of. Jesus had done other miracles before, right? Jesus had done healings. He had done exorcisms. Other people could do certain things. If you remember even going back to uh, Moses, right, in Egypt. Moses would do something, and what did Pharaoh do? Bring up and repeat, well, you're really not that special, right? There were things like that going on during the time of Jesus in which Jesus would do something, and people would say, well, it's really not that special because there's other people can do this also. Does that make sense? So for Jesus now to calm the wind and the sea and the storms, it is who is this? Maybe we need to think twice about being so dismissive. Or maybe there really is something different. So it sets Jesus apart from these other people of the day that supposedly have, right? He's not just a magician. Or he's not just a healer. But he controls the forces of nature, which only the creator, really, only the gods, have that kind of power, that kind of authority. Then I think about the church. We are Christ in the world today, aren't we? We're going to take communion here in a little bit, right? In these cups with grape juice and a wafer of varying degrees of staleness.
and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. When I taught First Communion, when I teach First Communion, I'll say, look at your hands. So we'll do this right now. Everybody, look at your hands. Whose hands are they? They are Christ's hands. Now, normally when I teach this first grade, now I set you up with this because you know where I'm going with it, right? They'll say, these are my hands. And I say, you're right. You're soon going to eat the body of Christ and drink the blood of Christ, right? Which means Christ is going to be part of you. Which means look at your hands. Whose hands are they? And most of the time, the first time, they'll say, well, they're my hands. And I say, well, let's try this again. And eventually, they all catch on. I'll say, whose hands are they? And they'll say, they're Jesus' hands. And then I follow it up with, makes you think twice about what you do with your hands, Don't, doesn't it? Whose ears are they? They're Jesus' ears. Makes you think twice about what you listen to with your ears, don't they? Whose mouth is that? It's the mouth of Christ, isn't it? Makes you think twice about what you use that mouth for, doesn't it? Or what comes out of your mouth, doesn't it? Whose eyes? Name part of our body, and we could do that with. Whose is it? It is the body of Christ. And then I wonder, why don't people believe? And this is, this is calling out all of us. Do we believe the power that we possess? Are there storms in the world that we could calm, but it's easier to say, well, the world just doesn't work that way? Well, that's a nice idea, but has anybody ever heard or thought that before? If that is our attitude as the body of Christ, well, that's a nice idea, but, or the world just doesn't work that way, then what are we doing here? Right? Then what are we doing here? There are problems in the world, aren't there? You can name them. You can think them. Yesterday just became a national holiday, Juneteenth, right? It's naming something that occurred, you know, years ago when slavery finally came to all of the Union, finally in Texas, two years after it was declared. But there are still ramifications going on and still racism happening in the world. Now, it'd be easier to say, ah, it's really not that big a deal or something else but it's not going to go away. There's a reason why we became a reconciling in Christ congregation. To not be afraid to name the realities going on in the world around us and to not say, well, that's too big a problem, so we're just going to stay in our lane. But to maybe be bold enough to do something about it. Now, I'm not going to say, as the congregation here at Holy Trinity, we are going to solve the problem of racism in the world. But, can I work to solve the problem of racism in my heart? Can I work to solve the problem of racism in our community? Can I do that with hunger? Can I do that with, you name it. What are those things going on in the world? that we have just come to accept because it's easier to live life 
because it's we've already figured it out. And that's for somebody else now to figure out how to function within it. Jesus doesn't say, you know what? It's really not that big a deal. I'm calm, guys. You bothered me from my sleep. Can't you just fall asleep too? What does Jesus say? He calms the storms. He hears the cries of those who are afraid and does something about it. We are Christ in the world. Our job is to listen to the cries of the people who are afraid and crying out and to do something about it. That is why we gather. Because something has been done on our behalf, and now we act on the behalf of others. That doesn't mean to say, let me tell you how to solve your problem. That now gets into arrogance, doesn't it? <laughs> I know what's best for you. Instead, it's how do we listen to the cries and understand the needs of our brothers and sisters, of our siblings in Christ, as we talk about reconciling in Christ, right? As I think about this, that just those minor things, our siblings in Christ, how do we listen and act on their behalf, for them, with them, behind them? How do we recognize a storm that is brewing that maybe doesn't affect us? And maybe it only doesn't affect us because we choose not to, because we found a way to seek shelter and to be protected from it. And how do we help calm the storm for everybody, realizing it will also calm the storm for us. Amen. That's the sermon for this week. We hope from it you learned a bit more about God's love for you and the world. Please subscribe and rate our podcast to help us be found by and reach more people. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, you are loved.